I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello, Tim. And hello, hello, person eavesdropping. I am Guy, and um, I'm in a pretty good mood. I'm feeling pretty good. I've got my legs crossed. I'm sitting on the um, floor of Olive's bedroom. She's away. She's with her uh, papa. And um, I'm on the blower to my friend Tim. And that's just how my situation is. That's where I'm at. We're in lockdown, everybody. New Zealand has been imprisoned oh. because of the COVID virus. <laughs> and there's that too, yes. We can't forget that. Our uh, socialist prime minister or communist, I can't keep track, uh, she has imprisoned us in our houses. Yes, tax cinder, as we call her, for her insistence <laughs> on... Uh, on taxing taxing us to pay for our roads uh, has yeah. banished us to our rooms or our stepdaughter's rooms, as may be the case, and um, has forced us to watch more softcore pornography. <laughs> it's so grim at this stage of the season. <laughs> Zoe was like, what are, you, what are you up to today? I said, well, I'll have a cup of coffee. I've got to get to work and then, uh, you know, get, get through a few things and then, and then on to the more pornography. I w- we watched Boogie Nights last night. I'd never seen it before. So crazy. You should mention that, Tim, because uh, I had tickets tonight before lockdown. Oh, whoa. The Hollywood were going to screen it on uh, 35 mil. And I Damn. bought I didn't even know who I was going to go, but I saw it and I thought, I love the Hollywood. I want to support them. I've not seen Boogie Nights. I bought yeah. four tickets oh. and I was ready to go. Obviously, do you, get, do you get a refund, or are you just gonna let let it let the chips ride on that one? Uh, I'm I'm letting the chips ride on that one, while also paying. I'm refunding people for a comedy show I was going to put on tomorrow night, mm. and I pay uh, because of the ticketing service I use. I think I pay fifty cents per refund. That shits me, eh? We shouldn't be paying. I've I've struck this in previous comedy festivals. We shouldn't be paying money for like cancelled tickets. It seems wrong to me. I'm not going to lie, Tim. It hurts. It's the third time I've had to cancel this uh, or like you know a show, and um, all of the you know cumulatively, it's not a huge cost, but it's it's no. like you know I've probably paid like seven dollars fifty to refund all of the tickets. Oh, okay, yeah, that really isn't then. I still do think. It it it's not that fun to be like here you go. I don't want to um complain, but I have literally not complained at all since the start of this lockdown. I think we're up to day what like I don't know eight nine ten. Like that now. I think it's ten. Eight, I think it's ten. eleven. Uh, double digits, and I've been I've been keeping pretty chipper. But I feel like this is a a, a good time for me to. I, it is amazing how many things I had planned for when we like went first into lockdown. 
It's like four comedy shows and my birthday party all just evaporate at once. It's It's, crazy. It's a stinger, man. And um, Two of them were out of town, man. One was in Tauranga. The other one was in Wellington. I was going to have such a good week. Dude, you're telling me. The last podcast we put out, I announced (laughs) um, my national tour. And then I literally had drafted up the copy and had my finger on the – trigger to announce it on social media when I got a push notification from Radio New Zealand that said there is a case of COVID-19 in the community and I thought I feel like my tour announcement is going to (laughs) get overshadowed here and so I didn't push anything and now I don't know I I actually have forcibly not thought about it because the lockdown keeps getting pushed out and I just think I can't do anything so just don't, don't even worry about it it's none of my business at this point Honestly, bro, if it's a situation that's out of your hands, th- that is the approach, I think. If it's like, look, me worrying about this isn't going to change it at all, there's, there's literally no point. No, and do you know what? We've been generous to one another and that we've been in lockdown for, what, 10, 11 days, and neither of us, you very tentatively sort of messaged me a few days I've ago. I've needled and, you a couple yeah, of times. Yeah, and you said, hey, man, this podcast, <laughs> what do we think about it? <laughs> And so now here we are on a uh, on a Saturday afternoon. Thunderstorms forecast, but no rain forthcoming. And um, fresh, hot off the heels of watching. Just bef- before we get into that, yes. do you know the, the the real salient bit for me? I don't know you probably can't see it on the webcam. I've I was eating some chips before, and I bit down on a bit of my mouth. And it's so weird how like when you bite into your inner cheek, and then it. And then you keep doing it because it, it like, swells up. Mm. So um, I'm in a state of annoyance, both from the film and a minor self-sustained injury. Dude, understandable. Isn't it? Context is so important, isn't it? Because, like, or just uh, the timing of things. Because you could be having a normal day and then you could accidentally bite down a little bit on your mouth and, like, everything that's bothered you in the last six months could just rise to the surface and be like... Of course, this now. I'm actually really angry. It's an insane design flaw that we can even do it. I know. Who made these things? It's the last time you bit your tongue. How? Who, done... who put the tongue so close to the teeth? <laughs> We're going to get these guys apart. One of them is very, very hard and some of them are sharp. And yeah. the other one, he's a soft boy. It's an incredibly strong, soft. unlikely collaboration. And honestly, a miracle that they can work at such close quarters with so few incidents for so many people. There should be a band called uh, Tongue in the Teeth. <laughs> the Tongue in the Teeth. <laughs> and nine out of ten songs are the best thing in the world. And one out of ten songs is like literally an attack on your senses. Look. All right. What I was going to say to you concede. is this. The film. We just watched Emmanuel, the private collection, Jesse's Secret Desires. Now, this is technically an Emmanuel film. Jesse's desires. It doesn't work. It's too many syllables. In the in the canon of um, Natasha Vermeer, but this is be- well, this is barely. barely her film. She is uh, mercifully, I'd almost say, reduced to sort of like she's there so that they can put it under the Emmanuel umbrella. But this is uh, sort of a psychological. Thriller? (laughs) It's like someone watched a bunch of Dick Wolf crime procedurals and then was like, I've got it. I'm going to turn this into pornography. First of all, before we get into that, though, am I right in thinking, because I messaged you this, I'd started watching the movie a little bit ahead of you. Um, Did you hear Emmanuel singing (laughs) just a couple of lyrics in the theme song to this one? (laughs) Yeah. I was still... It was was like she dipped in. It's like four lines, and then she's out again. She's never done it before. You got the feeling that that was sort of. Um, I felt like she had a lot more freedom in this one. Like I feel like she got to cho- not only choose to contribute to the opening credits, but also how much she was in the film, and she just yeah. was finding more entertaining stuff to do around set than act. Yes, and she made a good decision there because I wouldn't want to be associated with this movie because tonally. It's bad. It's not just like a bad film, but it's problematic as well. Oh yes, it was. It was dastardly. This was. This was a film. Also, I I looked at the clock when it was at the forty minute mark, and I I like I could not comprehend that that little amount of time had passed. It's. 
Uh, it's uh, it's tricky, isn't it? Because we're always, I mean, it's the nature of the podcast, but we're always showing up with criticisms, no matter how the Emmanuel films in this private collection choose to interpret uh, movie making, you know, we'll always be like, oh, you should have done more of this and less of this. And in this yeah, instance, yeah. you know, like good on them for trying to create a genuine movie plot, it's but so also, of you. you know, try a little harder, guys. Or if you're gonna, yeah. if you're gonna do it, at least I don't know, commit. It was really long, wasn't it? This was a hard. This was hard. They, it's. I, you're right. I see what you're saying. I think because they did try to double down on making an actual plot in this one. Mm. They were like, "Look, there's a killer on the loose who's after our protagonist, Jesse, who's a Los Angeles um, defense attorney." Yes. And there is a man who she put away. No, she defended him unsuccessfully, I think. Well, she reduced his sentence. There's a a convicted murderer? Was he? Yeah, I think they did say he was a murderer at some point, which is bad because it doesn't really stack up with the ending. But at any rate, we'll get to that. He was a convicted murderer who was on trial for 15 years and she got him a reduced sentence to five. And she lives in in jail for 15 Oh, he was in jail for 15. Oh, oh sorry. No, no what you said. He sorry. was, yeah, yeah, he was on trial for 15. His, his sentence got reduced to five, and he was about to get out. And uh, Jesse, the, the defense lawyer, was sort of understandably somewhat fearful because she'd been receiving aggressive mail and sort of vague threats, threats. that yeah. um, he, was, he was out for vengeance because he thought maybe he should have been acquitted i mean such an incredible move from someone who got a pretty lenient five-year jail sentence for murder to immediately leave prison and start sending threats to your lawyer and like if you didn't do it i don't know i don't know if if it makes it makes jesse's boyfriend um very cross Mm. He's, he's very angry about the whole goings on and um he's a fan of uh rough sex yeah, and um, playing playing a few psychological games, and Jessie herself seems to be in this fantasy that she keeps revisiting in her dreams, which Emmanuel at one point elicits out of her by putting her into a state of hypnosis. Yeah, so but I think basically the the title is Jessie's Secret Desires, and Emmanuel's role in the film is that this defense lawyer Jessie has these sort of sexual dreams or daydreams. She has trouble. She's Latina in them, which yes, is yes, an interesting. Yes, turn. Yes. Uh, She's like, I keep having this dream about this woman, but it's me. And yeah. you look at it, it's like, no, that's, that's definitely not, not you. you. But yeah, she uh, and she has these dreams, and then she uses Emmanuel as some sort of dream sex therapist to sort of elucidate what's happening and what it might represent for her real life. So she. She talks to. Oh, my phone's ringing. Sorry, I'm going to ignore that. She talks to. Um, Emmanuel, maybe four times in the movie. And Emmanuel's like, often she's a, a catalyst for sex or for the introduction of, you know, un, unknown desires or like people who can't get what they want. She comes in and she meddles and she makes magic. But in this instance, she literally just shows up and Jesse lies in between her legs and she daydreams. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's it, it, let's continue our march through the plot. Can you okay. just pick it up for me? I'm getting lost in the weeds here. Fuck, I can't remember, man. So there's she keeps getting sent increasingly intense threats. Someone slashes her tire and leaves a note on her car saying, uh, your throat is next. She gets a porcelain doll. This is a real twisteroo. A porcelain doll sent to her, which is cracked, which is a very terrifying thing to be sent because um, it does kind of look like her, but it's got, it's like head is, you know, caved in because it's porcelain. And uh, she's very distressed by the porcelain doll, but then her boyfriend shows up and is like, oh, no, that was actually me. That was a gift. That was supposed to go easy with this. I told the courier, but the courier fucked yeah. up. Yeah, told the courier to take it easy. Meanwhile, in addition to the, her personal life unraveling, she's taken on a client who's on trial for uh, a murder because of the disappearance of a woman named Anna, who was his girlfriend. They went to a party. He was sort of last seen with her. She disappeared and everyone's pointing the finger. There's a few people out with bad blood towards this guy because there'd been previous relationships that hadn't ended well. Not in an illegal sense, just in an emotional sense. There was some uh, acrimony. Acri- is that is that the right word? I yes. love that. I don't know, but I loved it. Um, don't, don't look that up. Roll with it. I will. Acrimony. Um, anyway... All of this is happening, and the whole time they're sort of peppering in sex scenes, they're peppering in plot, none of it's convincing, none of it is enough to really make you care, and you're sitting, you know, in a six-year-old's bedroom on a Saturday <laughs> afternoon, 
and you're thinking, what the fuck am I doing here? What am I yeah. actually doing here? Yeah, yeah. Yes. That's that what it's like. That is the real question the movie asks. The real question is, what are you doing here? Because I know this isn't the first time I've said this about one of these Emmanuel films, but I don't know how you're supposed to jack off to this. <laughs> it's too complicated, first of all. They're constantly throwing new characters in there who may or may not be murderers. Or like, or of... Uh, the, the other thing is... Here's introdu- the other thing. They're introducing so many characters who may or may not be murderers, but also may or not have sex in the movie. Yeah. And it's almost... Some of them don't. It's almost frustrating because someone will show up, you know, a guy will show up and you'll be like, oh, it'll be pretty fun to watch this guy, you know, do his version of softcore sex. And then he's just there to fucking move the story along for an hour and a half. I want to, you know, I want to know more about this ex-husband of Jesse's. Exactly. I want to see her um, colleague have sex, which I'm pretty sure never happened in the film. Also, the guy... The DA? Yeah, yeah. What is she, a cop? I don't know. She's a DA, right? I think she's a DA. I did get lost. I did get a bit lost in this one. Like, they, you know, as stupid as it was, it was also, like, quite convoluted. Scale of 1 to 10, how close to attention were you paying to this movie? Oh, buddy. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, I, I, I do it. It was one of <laughs> a couple windows open, <laughs> but I really did try hard. I swear I tried. Yeah. So what's that out of 10? Uh, good so, question. Well, maybe, I, maybe like six point six out of, out of 10. Okay. One out of how many windows? Well, two it's like so side yeah, by side, yeah, but yeah. the other window had a lot of tabs open. So. I see. And what yeah. was the okay outside of the movie? What was the most interesting that ha- thing that happened or that took your interest uh, while you were watching the movie? Oh, I was doing boring stuff. I I, um, I threw a little money your way. I paid um, some taxes for that I money. Uh, I was in Photoshop. <laughs> it wasn't thrilling stuff. You were you were doing bills. Yeah, I saw a tweet while the movie was on that was funny. Can I read it to you? I would love to hear it. By an account called at Sean Fleek, S H A W N F L E E K. And it said. And then after this tweet, we'll reveal the thrilling ending yes. of this film's plot. Uh, it said, Cool country you've got there. Would be a shame if someone invented a website for ranking hot girls on campus and your mum used it to learn how to poison herself with horse paste. <laughs> <laughs> what? I don't know if I get all the references of that. I feel like I got two out of five. <laughs> Basically, it's just talking about how Facebook is responsible for the demise of the American empire. Cool. Yeah. You know, Mark Zuckerberg gets a lot of credit for a lot of things, but he doesn't often get credit for that. And I think it's about time that Lefter stood up and defended our boy. Defended Marky our Mark boy? Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah. Who else could have single-handedly taken down the dastardly American empire? I see. Yeah. Good on you, Mark. Um, so look, here's what happens in the end. This is fucked up. The guy who was getting out of jail gets out of jail, comes and visits Jessie when she's at work. By it's herself. Ter- genuinely terrifying. Very scary. Very scary. She's very scared. And suddenly you're like, why is this porno putting a protagonist in imminent physical danger? And this is after the movie has done a lot of flirting with physical violence in the form of the rough sex uh, that some of the characters engage in as well, which... You know, um, it, it's not my particular cup of tea, but if it was, I think there's there's a bit of permission structure that needs to go into it that this film did not exactly uh, elucidate mm. uh, on much. Anyway, he shows up, the bad man, and then um, the bad man's like, hey, listen, the reason I'm here is I wanted to apologize. And she's like, what? He's like, yeah, I said some mean things to you in the courtroom and I wanted to come here in person to apologize. And she's like, but you've been threatening my life. And he says, what do you mean? And then the boyfriend shows up and the boyfriend's like, criminal man, oh no. And so he starts punching the shit out of him, lays him out. And then uh, Jesse's like, no, wait, he's a goodie. He came here to apologize. And then everyone's like, well, then why, who made the threats? And then he's like, I made the threats. Dun, dun, and, dun! And then everybody appears. Emmanuel, the DA. Yeah, that's all. Some fucking cops. Borrow from Everyone, Scooby-Doo quite heavily at this point in the storytelling. 
It's fucking madness. And then he, so so the boyfriend who is now revealed to be the baddie who's actually been sending the death threats to his own girlfriend, which is like a very fucked up thing for the movie to just, you know, throw out there, especially at the end. Maybe, maybe, maybe fun in an actual movie that is competently yeah. told and, and properly researched. Yeah, to the to the to like, a level of like the talented Mister Ripley yeah, sort of. They had a go at a twist. Good on them, yeah, I guess. Um, but it was an it's difficult. To, hand. It's difficult to masturbate to a twist. Well, it's distracting. It's difficult to <laughs> masturbate to a lot of this. So okay, so this is all going on. So the Scooby Doo gang have arrived. And then they all are like, oh, my God, are you okay, Jesse? Are you sure? Yeah, yeah, I'm okay. So a thing that we forgot to mention is Jesse's also got a crush on a different one of her clients who is for some reason in the film. And then he is also part of the Scooby gang. He, you mean Russell up. Wilson? Yeah, Russell, he's, yeah. Yeah, he's, um, he's the guy who's, I mean, he's been accused of murder, but she can't actually engage with that. Uh, she's like- dis- Was that the murder of Anna? Yes, that's him. Oh man. Okay. So, but then was Anna also? Well, okay. So this Jesse is when the movie just goes completely off the rails because the whole time there's this woman called Anna who's disappeared, and then at the end yeah. they're like, "No." Nah. So the other thing is that Jesse is also Anna, and at that point you sort of just like, it, didn't they literally say? Because I think Emmanuel is the one who. Br- oh no, Jesse might have bring some. One of those two women brings it up, and it's like, "No, no, I'm Anna. Don't worry." I'll tell you about it later. And then that's all they They say, do. I'll tell you about it later. And you're sitting, I'm saying, tell us about it now. <laughs> Some of us have to podcast this experience really soon. But yeah, this and guy, Russell Wilson, it, who everyone it. keeps talking about how hot this client, Russell Wilson is. <laughs> it's so, he is it's the most favorite. poorly dressed, Look, hungover got- frat boy of an actor. There's two things I love about the Emmanuel franchise. Number one is their insistence on overdubbing footsteps. I don't know what it's a metaphor for. I don't know why they do it. But at this point, we must have gone through different sound editors who have picked this up as a specific trope of the series (laughs) that needs to be respected and honoured in every chapter of it. The second thing is their insistence of scripting all these characters describing characters as otherworldly sexy and then they turn up and they're like this is an incredibly average looking person it's also like this this uh movie is very pointedly set in los angeles this guy is average looking by new zealand standards in los (laughs) angeles you know he'd be lucky if he was allowed to rent an apartment this guy is big shit yeah he sucks. He absolutely sucks. And okay, so we'll, we'll we'll finish off the movie. All of this has gone on. Jesse is now safe, but obviously very traumatized. Jesse slash Anna, yeah, probably well, going to be disbarred because of you know an undiagnosed and now recently discovered uh, split personality, perhaps. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Um, so then everybody leaves except for two people. Client man, who she's got a crush on, and uh, who we formerly thought was the baddie, who's the guy who just got out of jail. Is his name Jack? No. Oh, fuck. I can't remember. I can't, I can't get there. Jack. I can't get there. Sorry. Um, so we'll call him Jack. So hot client guy and Jesse start hooking up because Emmanuel's like, are you sure? Everyone says to Jesse, are you sure you're okay? And she's like, I think so. They're like, okay, great. Bye. I don't need to be told again. I don't want to be here either. And then Emmanuel is like, hey, you only live once. She says, "Uh, go go for it, girl. (laughs) And she leaves. And so then Jesse and the client start hooking up right there and then moments after a near-death crisis and yeah. just finding out that her boyfriend's but been threatening her life and slashing her Adrenaline tires. does different things to different people. But that's not even the fucked up bit. The fucked up bit is they kind of play this scene for laughs in a way because the criminal guy who got out of jail is just behind them the whole time while they're hooking up. Yeah. And then he's like, <coughs> and she's like, oh, yeah, sorry, I forgot you were here. And then he goes, and don't then, worry, I'm used to being invisible, and yeah. walks out of the scene. Which I guess is a reference to his time in jail, where he had to like mind his business for fear of getting shanked or something. Or I don't know. a reference to the fact that perhaps he has the power to turn invisible and belongs in a different movie franchise. 
It's it's entirely possible to quote a great podcast. How would you feel about a soft core porno with an invisible man as the protagonist? That uh, well, it's all about tone, isn't it? Because it's a funny idea to me. As long as you kind of lean into the comedy of of what yes. it would look like, and you'd have but I can I could see that working. I think that'd be great. In fact, this is almost picture porno territory. I'm kind of loath to get into this um, before we get. Uh, our regular guest. Did somebody say picture porno? <laughs> I sure did. George Lazenby, just in the nick of time. Yes, I'm just I'm just outside your window in a mask. That's very good. Thank you for socially distancing yourself. Yes. I'm glad that uh, you've got a microphone, though. That's important. Yes, yes, I'm recording my own audio offline. I'll send it to you in an email and you can mix all the files together. Perfect. Appreciate that. Um, George, we were just discussing, Guy brought up a pretty cool premise for a potential pornographic film. Guy Montgomery, do you want to maybe I can, dwell I'll, on I'll, I'll, I'll begin it. I had an idea that I think you know, you'll be interested in, Tim and I could both espouse on. Can I also espouse? Uh, yeah, sure, George, you can also espouse. Uh, basically, it's about a guy who can turn invisible and he's in a porno. I'm listening, uh, and I I don't really – that's where we got to. That's where we got to. I think there might be a Kevin Bacon version of The Invisible Man where this kind of happens, but it gets real dark. I haven't seen it, but I've heard about it. The movie gets dark. Yeah, like he, I think, starts – like watching people and yeah. jacking off maybe because he's invisible. Okay. Well, <laughs> if, if the movie already exists, why am I commissioning it? That's a good question, George Lazenby. This is a sequel. Yes. Is Kevin Bacon yeah. in it? No, not this time. Present day? This time it's starring... Uh, have you heard of Timothy Oliphant? Uh, he's on Conan all the time. And he's um he what's his show? Oh, he was in a weird uh, zombie show that I can't remember the name of with Drew Barrymore that was on Netflix, which was really fun. Oh, uh yeah, I he kind of I kind of remember. He kind of pops up in a lot of things. Oh, um, that guy, yeah, 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 yeah. The Santa Clarita really, Diet, yeah, that's yeah, the one. That's yeah, the series. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's in the Santa Clarita Diet, yeah, which isn't a good touchstone, really. Uh, what else is he in? He is. I, li- in, I like that guy. He's got a good energy. It's in Fargo. Um, he's in The Mandalorian. Uh, Pretty good career. Yeah. Apparently, he's in The Good Place as himself, which rocks. Oh, he was in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That's a, that's a great get. Anyway, this guy is fantastic. I love Timothy Oliphant. I think he's. So you're telling just, me Timothy Oliphant has the power to yes. turn visible and he goes around watching people and masturbating. Well, How much money do you want to make this movie? Because I am all the way in. Not this time, because I it will it just hold fire for a second. I can't. Got to, I'm so excited. The Kevin Bacon one worked tonally, from what I hear, because you know Kevin Bacon, uh, his reputation of being able to pull off these these dark, um, damaged characters. Yeah. You know? Timothy Oliphant, he's a goofy guy. He's a fun-loving dude. We want to keep it a, a little bit lighter. We don't want to have this dark edge to it that the first one had. In fact, this one is going to be a pornography slash romantic comedy. So this will be kind of like a combination of Hitch um, with Kevin Bacon's The Invisible Man. So, so Timothy Oliphant is invisible, and he yes. also coaches men how to be more confident in themselves around women. What he does is he's a relationship counsellor. And so uh, people come to him as a couple. Can they see him? They can at the time because he's able to turn it on and off at will. <laughs> and so they don't know that he can turn invisible. So he, he has these consultations, gets some information, and then part of the um, therapy is they sign a form, which no one ever really fully reads. But he outlines that his methods are a little unorthodox. Okay. And he may dig into their lives a little bit and, uh, you know, 
really want to get all the details on their relationship. And because he's so charming and trustworthy, they're like, yeah, 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 that's all good. So what they don't know is that Timothy Oliphant comes and visits you at home like a Santa Claus and turns invisible when you're having sex and he watches to kind of like glean more information about your uh, physical chemistry. Yeah. And then he brings that back into the sessions with them and he's able to diagnose people's um, relationships, relationships it's called even more acutely. It's called the Christopher Hitchens Santa Claus Invisible Diet. Okay, Christopher Christopher Hitchens. <laughs> yeah, what's he got to do with it? I don't know. He's got the word Hitch in his name. Okay, okay. I am all the way in on this. Great, because um, all right. Well, that's that's good. Do, I mean, George Lazenby. Do you know who Christopher Hitchens is? Okay, that's fine. We'll take the check. No worries. Let's not get into it. Hey, great to see you. And I think that this movie's going to be one for the books. I can't wait to come to it. Okay, George, <laughs> that'll do. Bye. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, Tim, you know I'm a huge advocate for hiring an objective, professional, licensed professional to tell my problems to so that when they tell me what they think, I know I'm getting it straight. That's where BetterHelp comes in. That's right. BetterHelp have a big pile of professionals to talk to at your convenience online. You've done a bit of therapy, right, Guy? I started doing therapy during, uh, there was a pandemic. I don't know if you remember. And the benefits were immediate and long-lasting. They help give you skills that you can use when you are in stressful or anxious situations. Honestly, it's changed my life for the better. I guess that's why they call it BetterHelp. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash all time today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash all time. Man. I've got high hopes for this movie. Quite fun. It sounds pretty rare. Quite fun to have another guy in the room. Hey, great idea just pulling um, ideas from a few different places. We could do that with isn't, more stuff. That's how most movies in Hollywood get made, isn't it? It's like Alien. They were like, I let's feel make like Jurassic Park on a spaceship. Most movies in Hollywood get made by someone having a bag of, a big bag of cocaine next to a computer screen with a list of movies that were made 25 years ago on Wikipedia in front of them. Man, and, do, you may, do you want to know what made me want to do cocaine so much? Talking to me? The first hour of Boogie Nights. But do you want to know what made me not do cocaine every day? <laughs> the second the half of Boogie Nights. The final hour of Boogie Nights. Mm. That movie's a real roller coaster. You want, a, you, want a, you want a movie that's got pornographic elements with an actual story? Get that in you. Was it good? Yeah, man. It's a good film. God I don't really like understand who Paul Thomas Anderson is. I hear his name so much, and I'm like, I don't really know what all he's, your movies are or what your vibe is. Have you or... seen Have you seen any of the other movies he's made? What, what's his? He's shtick? he's made There Will Be Blood. I haven't seen that. Um, I haven't seen that boy, either. Paul F. Tompkins. He he's got a great piece of stand up comedy about it. He made The Phantom Thread. 
He made uh, what's the? It's the is it Punch Drunk Love, the Adam Sandler film? Oh shit! Him and Adam Sandler are buddies, and he's married to Maya Rudolph. Is he? Yeah. Fuck. Oh, <laughs> dude, I watched Grown Ups two the other day. What? <laughs> yeah. Why? Some guys asked me to be on their podcast. And what was the prerequisite? That I had to watch Grown Ups 2. Are you not already like, overqualified? Well, I haven't watched it in a long time, you see, guy. Well, I mean, either I could find and listen to a podcast in which you talk about Grown Ups 2, which feels totally counterintuitive and kind of gross to me, or you can tell me briefly how the experience was. Uh, awful. Oh, really? And then, yeah, yeah. I've always thought no, maybe it's... if I watched it again, I'd enjoy it. Well, it's hard to tease out what's lockdown and what's not. Yeah, fair. You know what I mean? 100%. But I, I couldn't say that I um, enjoyed it per se. I'm actually trying to find that. This is really bad. I can't find the name of the podcast to shout it out, but it's like Diminishing Returns, I think it's called. Nice. Great name for our podcast. Yeah, big time, eh? Um, listen, this movie sucks and I don't really want to talk about it. That's totally fair enough. What have you been doing? I do do want to discuss the footsteps thing with you though. Did you like, did you notice it? I'm less inclined to observe, um, audio fluctuations and like, you know, like unless they're very glaring and occasionally they are like when the levels are off on stuff, I, I, I can notice, but like, I haven't noticed the through line in the Emmanuel franchise or at least the Emmanuel private collection franchise of, um, foot footsteps. I guess it's like, maybe it is a metaphor that represents hardcore pornography sneaking up in the background of the softcore genre. Maybe the footsteps represent step sibling porn. Come again? I'm just saying, maybe... Oh, steps. Okay, got it, got it, got it, yeah. got it, got it. Uh, yeah. Well, you disagree? What are you looking at? You're fucking Googling something. Yeah, I'm trying to find the name of that podcast because I feel bad for not being able to, you know. So you asked me a leading question while you look for the name of a podcast. Yeah. Absolutely. What, do you wouldn't do this to me if I was in the room with you. That's fucking true, actually. I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that. It's all right. Um, what do you what um, do you miss, Tim? Who are you missing? Oh, no, I, I I feel like I should talk about this movie a little bit. Uh, I made some notes. Oh, great! Oh, yeah, she keeps talking about in her fantasy that there's a man there, and she never like corrects the record on this. But it's a woman with pantyhose on her head. Yeah, what's that about? There was a whole lot. There was some pantyhose, cunnilingus, and then there was a woman masturbating with the telescope. Yes, but there wasn't a lot of fellas. And look. Which, you don't need a fella to have a good time. I don't need to be the one to tell you that. Was kind of good. It was kind of good and refreshing. All the dudes in these pornos suck, so I'm I'm all for just making it a big woman fest. But it was just kind of weird. That, Hashtag ally over here. That's hey, me. You probably heard him and saw him coming. He's the guy wearing a "This is what a feminist looks like" T-shirt. His name's Tim Bat, and he's a fucking ally. Shake his hand. Was, Shake his hand. Say hello. Listen to his it opinion. Was just, confusing that they it was another one of these points that's just is left unexplained it's like i feel like it's fine but then do you discover she's a woman and then you're like oh maybe i'm bisexual is that because that's a that's a character arc that's a journey that someone goes on so put that in the film but they didn't they just caused confusion among us the viewers tim what if instead of watching these emmanuel movies just while we're in this little lockdown, we watched and discussed something that we enjoyed. Fuck off, nah. Really? Disbarred. Really? Disbarred to use it. We're so we're close to the finish line on this shit, dude. We're not far away from from clocking off the whole list of Emmanuels we've set for ourselves. I'm gonna read you the remaining Emmanuels. That's gonna make okay? me feel ill. That we have got on our list. Let me um bring it up. Now there are some Emmanuels that were made. That are not on this list that we're not going to watch. Cool. Um, that sounds great. That's just that's just how the boys are doing it. In fact, guy, I'm going to take you on a journey. Let me read all the Emmanuels that we've watched so far. Oh, okay. Emmanuel. <clears throat> Emmanuel Two, also known as Emmanuel, the Joys of a Woman. Goodbye, Emmanuel, also known as Emmanuel Three. 
Emmanuel 4, Emmanuel 5, Emmanuel 6, Emmanuel 7. Emmanuel forever, Emmanuel's love, Emmanuel's magic, Emmanuel's revenge, Emmanuel's perfume, Emmanuel in Venice, Emmanuel's secret. Now we're in space. Emmanuel first contact, also known as Emmanuel Queen of the Galaxy. I do miss space. Space was a good time. It was a good time. Emmanuel 2, A World of Desire. Emmanuel 3, A Lesson in Love. Emmanuel 4, Concealed Fantasy. Emmanuel 5, A Time to Dream. Emmanuel 6. When I say Emmanuel for this bit, I mean Emmanuel in space. Uh, One Final Fling. Emmanuel in Space 7, The Meaning of Love. Now, Emmanuel 2000s. Emmanuel 2000, Being Emmanuel. (laughs) Emmanuel 2000, Emmanuel and the Art of Love. Emmanuel 2000, Emmanuel in Paradise. Emmanuel 2000, Jewel of Emmanuel. Intimate Encounters. Emmanuel Sensual Pleasure. Emmanuel Pie. Emmanuel in Rio. Emmanuel Private Collection now. Sex Goddess. Emmanuel vs. Dracula. Sex Talk. The Sex Lives of Ghosts. Sexual Spells. The Art of Ecstasy. And here today, Jesse's Secret Desires. Next up, it's the Emmanuel Through Time series which features Emmanuel's Skin City, Emmanuel's Sexy Bite, Emmanuel Through Time, Sex Chocolate, and Emmanuel, Rod Steele and Naked Agent 69, Sex Tales, Emmanuel's Supernatural Sexual Activity, Emmanuel's Forbidden Pleasures. That's it. So we've got like, I think, eight. Seven or eight to go. We're just going to watch the Emmanuel through time, and then and then we're done. What have you learned? Mm. I do, do. You know what? This is probably hot off the back of watching Boogie Nights last night as well, but predominantly because of the season that we're engaged in. I now want to watch good porn. Oh, I want to see what do people consider to be like a fantastic pornographic movie what is highly revered in the porn world do you are you do you mean porn or do you mean like a porn movie erotic films you want I, you want a movie that's designed to be jerked off to because boogie nights yes. is not that uh no 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 boogie nights is like a movie about the porn industry or it's you know a depiction of the porn industry but it's not a porno mm. the cast is fucking crazy in that movie. Mm. Don't tell me because I do want to watch it. And I like yeah. when you watch these movies and you don't know the cast list. I love being surprised by like, oh yeah, you know, it's, young this person, young that person. You're going to love it. Um, what have you learned, Guy? <sighs> Let me change my tone. <clears throat> hey, Guy, what have you learned? Um, I think I watched less porn. I think um, I don't think I've learned anything. I think this has been a punishing journey that has done nothing but take. Uh, I think we've debased ourselves and we've generally lowered, um, you know, like we are now, I would say, slightly more grotesque podcasters. Um, I think... You know, I think uh, I think we've we've put ourselves through the ringer, and to what end? I think I've learned that we've made uh, an error in judgment. I think I've learned that some things are best left in the past. I think I've learned uh-huh. that just because you know you came of age to a soft call porno film after midnight, you know, on a, an old Sky Dakota mm. as a boy of thirteen, staying up on a Friday night. That doesn't mean that you should base an entire series of podcasts around that same franchise of films. I've learned that as I've grown older, different things, you know, uh, make me feel different ways. I've learned that, you know. Oh, hey, dude, there's someone behind you. No. Just outside the window. You're scaring me. There's a guy. There's a guy with a big erect penis just outside your window. Oh, it's George. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, I thought it was the other guy. The boner inspector. Oh, yeah. Sorry, he doesn't have a boner. George does. I got the mix. He, he, he's just walking by. Oh, okay. 
sometimes sorry, you were saying. sometimes George parades around the property and he's, he undoes the top of his shirt so his boners. This is what I'm talking about. We didn't right. used to do this shit. Good God. Well, guy, I think you might be right on all counts there. And honestly, I think it's fucking funny. I think it's hilarious uh, that we have slightly ruined our own show and tarnished our good names in the community. And um, I think that it speaks to... You finding that funny does put me in a better mood. I, I, I think it's brilliant because Someone what could is be more... also banging on the door. What could be more worst idea than like you get close to, to getting a good thing and then you, you break it. Like, I love that. I think that's fantastic. Hello? Oh, God. <laughs> Hi, come on in. Come on in. Find your inspector. It's nice to see you. I've got a cup of tea for you. Thank you. I'm slightly more subdued than usual. Oh, why is that? What's been going on with you? Well, it's been raining and I forgot to laminate my boner sheet. Oh, is that, like, is that the bit of paper on your clipboard? Yeah. You've got a boner sheet, so you're... My data's ruined. Oh, man, I'm so sorry to hear it's that. It's okay. As long as neither of you had a boner today, everything's fine. No, I I was so far from getting a boner. Did you say if, as long as neither of us had a boner today, then everything's all good? Yes. Big boner today. Huge, big old, big old boner Why? today. What are you doing? Coming out my underpants. Please, I, I'm having a hard enough time of it as it is. The last thing I need to hear is about someone having a big old boner. What can I tell you, man? Biggest boner you've ever seen in your fucking life. <laughs> when you're right about this it. Is, this is rough stuff. This is a rough conversation to overhear. Boner inspector, I'm so sorry. Mm. But guys just guys got to tell you the truth, man. Well... I suppose if you if you had a big boner, I'll just mentally file it away. It won't go on my official record, so of course it would. God, you sound so listless. Yes. So lacking in love. I mean, life. Joie de vivre. Uh, I'm lacking in love. Missing of all life. of those things. I um. Well, I've not been myself since I got banished from the podcast. <laughs> well, I stand by my decision, and um. I won't be guilt-tripped on my show. I'm going to go walk into a creek. All right. Vibe owner inspector. I think that guy's – I think we shouldn't let him in anymore. And I didn't get a boner. I was just lying to make him feel bad. I could tell. I don't know what's going tell. on. I would have been shocked if you got um, physically aroused during this movie. I would be very, Tim, very concerned. literally impossible. So you're – There was a lot of nudity and fucking, though. I will say that. Yeah, it's crazy. You're telling me – you don't like my idea of watching something fun and like enjoying each other's company. Um, that feels like bonus content. That is not instead of that is as well as, or to use Boolean logic, and not or. How many movies did you say we have to watch to be free from this? <clears throat> I don't know, like seven, I believe. One series left. Emmanuel through time. That's not bad. I can't wait and for you to be a realistic. parent and see how you Thanks, man. see how you feel about our self-flagellation. Our self-flagellation. I'll be so tired that I'll be, I'll just be grumpy for two years. <laughs> It'll become funnier. That will become funny to me then when you have to like when you use some of the precious time you have away from being a, a new dad to watch this final Emmanuel franchise. That will really get my rocks off. I think that I'll probably – how will the timing go? There might be a couple of films left, maybe, um, What after the due date. What? So maybe I'll be watching pornography with my family. What so better way podcast with you. to welcome your new son into the world yes. than by sitting down with him <laughs> yeah, watching some mid-2000s softcore pornography? 100%. Father of the year material over here. Absolutely. Let's end this podcast. I'm going to buy you a big old mug, and I'm only going to give it to you after you've done that for the first time. <laughs> Can you get a bespoke one that says world's best boner on it? 
I'll get you one that has printing on both sides. On one side, it says world's best dad, and on the other side, it says oh, world's biggest you, boner. Do you know what would be great merch for us, but we have no ability to make? I don't think you can, like, I don't know who would make these. You know how you can get those ones that it changes when the temperature changes? Yeah. So when it's at room temperature, it says world's best dad, but then as soon as you put coffee or tea in it, it says world's best boner. <laughs> I love Just it. Just to fuck people up. Uh, at the I love office. it. I love it. All right. I love it. That's enough. And I love That's you. That's enough of the podcast for us. Um, if you'd like to support us and get access to some bonus content, uh, jump on our Patreon, patreon.com/slash twioat. Please do. Um, or if you go to worstideaofalltime.com, there's a little button where you can donate as well, which has become slightly more relevant because of the fact that Guy and I have been prevented from doing the thing we do for a living. Yeah, but also if you want to check out the um, tour dates for where I was going to go and when I was going to perform around New Zealand, visit my <laughs> website, guymontgomery.co.nz. You'll see 19 of the bastards lined up in perfect order. Are you keeping them for now? Are you keeping the dates? I haven't done anything to cancel them. I just they're just sitting there. You might be all right. No one, no one okay. who doesn't listen to this podcast knows that it's happening. Okay, cool. Well, luckily we've only got one libertarian listener to worry about. There, you can and imagine they hate supporting yeah, the arts. And they they also probably hate being in lockdown. Mm, you know what they're like, dude. That person's not in lockdown. That's the funny <laughs> yeah. thing. They should be, but they're not. We'll see you in the next uh, episode where we start the exciting adventure. The final stretch of this marathon. It does actually feel pretty good hearing that. Emmanuel through time. Until then, this is Tim Bat saying ta ta. This is Guy Montgomery saying off Wiedersehen. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.